All right, we are in Kitzur Simen. I'm in Beis Mamish Halcha Shabbos minutes here before Shabbos. Here we go. So we're in Halcha Shabbos Sif Simen Ayin Beis about Kedusha Shabbos Sif Yudalid. So the Kitzur Mitzvah Lachav is a Reish Lachav Kitzur Tzipranim. It's a Mitzvah to clean one's hair and cut his nails. V'chin Galech Says Rishem Haygudelis and to get a haircut if your hair is long. V'in Lachav Tzipranim Yadayim Raglayim B'Yemecha. The person should not cut his hand nails and foot nails and toe nails on the same day. A person should not cut his fingernails or get a, a haircut on his head. Even if it is Arab Shabbos, that a person should not cut his uh, fingernails or toenails um, in, in order, he should skip around. The hand to be a man on the right hand, you start with the second finger, the one close to the thumb. Two, four, one, three, five. With Samar on the left hand, with the fourth finger, Dab Haga four two five three one. Some people won't cut their fingernails on Thursday. Because then, what's going to happen is the day they're going to start growing again is going to be on the third day, which is Shabbos, and you don't want some cover Shabbos that it starts to grow on Shabbos. Vagan Avram says, but he says toenails is okay. So he says since you're not supposed to cut fingernails and toenails on the same day, cut your toenails on Thursday, your fingernails on Friday. Now, if you, the person got stuck, so one eight, so they give to do. If on Friday and you want to cut everything, is that to leave over one toenail or leave over one fingernail? A person should get rid of the nails, destroy them, burn them. Uh, why? Because you know it's a kind of for a woman <coughs> to potentially miscarry. Yeah, if you move it to a different place, the, the kids doesn't bring that down. The way it's brought down is that if you, it's in a different place, not where they originally fell, that there wouldn't be a problem. The kids says better still. To get rid of it. Sifteh A person should look at his To fix all the things that he did wrong in the, in the six days of the week. Because every Shabbos is that includes encompasses all the days of the week. Just like every Shabbos is And we know that there's a thing the same Kippur Kotlin. That's for Kapar on that day. So so to an Arab Shabbos, a person should be Ma'ir to Tshuva. It's nice clothing for Shabbos as well as a nice talus. You should not wear the same clothing on Shabbos as you do on Even a person on the way between going. A person should wear big day Shabbos. Because the reason you're wearing nice clothing on Shabbos is not for the People who will see you wearing a nice suit, it's for the covet of Shabbos. Similarly, the Gemara brings a story that someone, I forget exactly who that Amarim were, that one of them was eating by the other on Shabbos, and he says, we're going to prepare an extra nice food because you're having the Amarim as a guest. He said, is it any more chashev than having Shabbos as a guest? In other words, you should be with Shabbos, with Begadim and with food. <coughs> anyway, regardless of who's coming over to your house. It's brought up, they've been saying that the Vilna Goyen used to have Everything he wore on Shabbos was new. He did not wear any stitch of clothing anywhere that was a vachendike thing on Shabbos. He had everything special for Shabbos. Sif Yudzayin is going to change gears a little bit to Shia and Atmano. So Shia is leaving food on the flame on Shabbos. Kind of finish cooking, right? We'll get to it. Or Atmano is just keeping something warm. Now the kids is going to use the, this word Atmana for both, so we'll speak it out. And he's very, very, the kids are very much of a, just a general overview. Not really getting into the nitty gritty, but it's an opening for us to know the halachas. In the Gemara, it's brought down that to leave something on the flame on Shabbos, there's a couple of eights of the Gemara that brings how to leave it on. Either Garifakata, which means either you take out the coals so there's no coals left and it's just residual heat, or you put ashes to dampen the heat of the coals so it's a hacker that you don't really want the heat. So we're not worried that you're then going to stoke anything other because there's nothing to stoke, or you're going to see the ashes so then you're not going to come to stoke the coals. 
or you're just going to seal the oven, you're going to seal the oven with, with cement, and therefore you're not going to be able to open it. Okay, so it's like the You have to make sure to take food that are directly on the coals, off the coals of Nehav Shabbos, right? Because he said you may move the coals, and other, you may stoke the flame to cook it more. So the kids are another reason. If you do not take it off, if you're going to try and take it off in Shabbos, let's see, you didn't soak the coals, but now you're going to try and take it off, and it's sitting on coals. Now you're going to try and take off the pot, you're going to move the coals. You're not letting a yid cannot take it, because you're going to be cook the coals. Even if the opening is um, not sealed, it's mutter, it's still going to be mutter. And the reason it's mutter in such a case, to leave it on, is because since it's meat, that is not going to be cooked and dated at all, so if it has a chadas, oh, it's not going to be ready till tomorrow, it's going to be okay. But something that would cook quickly is going to be a problem, we'll see. You're not allowed to open the oven at night if there's food in there that you know is, is potentially not ready. Because maybe there's food in there that is not completely cooked. You're going to and then you're going to reclose the oven, you're going to reheat it up, you're going to cause all the food to cook. So the only way you can open the oven more than once is if you're zikr that everything in the oven is already 100% cooked, right? So you have an oven with Shabbos in order to support it to know. Now, if you're leaving something for Shabbos day, you can't really open the oven at night. That that we allowed you to open the oven, even if it's not completely sealed. When you put in meat, like we said, beans and some doughy things. Way before the night. So there's two options. Either it's not going to be cooked at all at night, and therefore it's going to be ready. It's only going to be ready by morning, so it's going to be Messiah Das. Or it's something that's already cooked, that it's already edible, at night, so again, there's less of a chashash, you're going to mess around with it, if it already is theoretically edible. Where, you're, where you get a problem is you're in between those two. If you put something in that takes a relatively short amount of time to cook, but you put it right before Shabbos, so now you may mess around with it to get it ready for the night, because it could still theoretically be ready tonight if it cooks fast enough. Then you have to seal the oven. Because usually, unless you made a specific effort to do so, when the oven is not going to be shoveled out enough, you have to be careful with this. Because then, if you do not do it, even with the oven, the food is awesome. When you open an oven and seal with cement, it should really be done with a guy because you're breaking the seal. It should be done with a guy. If you're stuck with a cotton, then a could do it. You should do it with a shinai. Now we're switching to not leaving it on the flame, just insulating. So you're insulating your coffee pot. Let's say covered it with cloths which be warm. If you put it in sand, you can't completely submerge it in the sand. Even if you're only putting part of the kli, but not the whole thing, and the other part you're putting begadim, but the end of the day, the entire thing is going to be covered. This is also answer. So what should you do? The following. The kli that is in the, the that the coffee is in only put a half or a third of it in the dirt or in the sand. And the other parts should be open to the air. And then the hole though is open. You have a hole that's not filled with sand. So fill up the, the hole halfway with sand. Cover the hole entirely. So there's an airspace in between 
where the sand ends and the kli on top. She aver beino even a kli yakafe that there's airspace. And then he could put more on top. And the kitzur himself acknowledges that he doesn't get in too much. Yes, it didn't. Tomorrow, shochanarach go look in the shochanarach for the rest of the alachas. Sif chavei. Some of the chashecha yishlan shabeis b'lashin raka. First, ask his family gently. He frashed them chala. The yemen did the scenario. Did he take up chala? And did he light the candle? Um, okay. Look the. Kids are in Sif Chav Gimel Chayv and the Mashiach Bogadav of Shabbos Ken Mechashicha. A person looking his pockets before darkness. Amen. A Chotchuva Ben doesn't have a needle in there. Amen. It's Davar Bekisim. There's nothing in his pockets. I have a feel of Bakim Sheish Erev, so I'm not going to be ever at all. Shema Yeish is a Davar Mukze. Kenzan is Mukze over there. It'll still be a problem. I get Shabbos.